On today's episode, we discuss yet another young athlete who dies suddenly, the lack of starting quarterbacks in this year's NFL wildcard weekend, and we react to the NFLPA's all-pro team list. You won't believe who got snubbed. This and much, much more. It's time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda, the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically, nothing is out of bounds, and every subject is fair game. Coming up, this wildcard weekend will lack the NFL starting quarterback, and will Trey Lance ever get a second chance? But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Welcome, everybody, to Sideline the Agenda. So glad that you are joining us for yet another show. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. We're going to talk uh, Brock Purdy, who's having himself a a December to remember, had himself a December to remember. Um, The NFL Player Association released the uh, 2022 All-Pro Team uh, list, and uh, not everyone is is, is pleased with that. Um, And uh, the lack of starting QBs in this wildcard weekend and what it means for the teams and their future. But uh, first, just wanted to mention that the NFL, they've selected uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta as the site of the potential Buffalo-Kansas City AFC Championship game. Now, of course, these two would have to meet uh, in, in in the AFC Championship game in order for this to this site to to house it to host it, uh, but this is the. Uh, this is the answer that the NFL came up with with the uh, the 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 Bills and and the Bengals not completing that Monday night game um, because of uh, Demar Hamlin and uh, well his heart stopping. Uh, I don't know, guys. When the, the whole neutral site concept, we, we we spoke about this briefly last week. Uh, at the time, what not really thinking it through, hearing the news, I thought, oh, okay, that I suppose that makes sense. But then, upon really, you know, thinking about it, man, did Kansas City get the shaft here? Uh, I, I mean, it certainly sounds that way to me. Um, and and of course, uh, so I'm curious about your guys' thoughts about that, especially you, Kevin, as a Kansas, a resident Kansas City Chiefs fan, but also too, you know, the NFL, they they, they choose an indoor venue as the neutral site. Uh, is there anything to that as well? Does if Should these two teams meet? Is, uh, is there an advantage, a, a, a clear advantage to one team versus the other? Are you happy with the decision? Uh, and, and what do you yeah. think? Did, uh, did Kansas City Chiefs, did, did they get the shaft here? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, especially the indoor um, that's a what's up, everybody. Um, you know, happy to be here. I just want <laughs> just want to say that first. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, um, Scott, you you nailed this one. They switched it to a venue that's indoors. Um, who do you think that that's going to benefit? You know, Kansas City. Obviously, they don't. Um, you know, they they got some speed runners out there, but I don't know this. I mean, the tough offense is all the way around. But I, you could say, you could argue that. Uh, you know, Josh Allen is much more mobile and definitely more of a threat on his, you know, his legs and, you know, with the with the turf and 
it just gives you kind of more of a recipe for more of a Josh Allen type of game. And so this should be right up their alley. Plus, they, you know, they're, they're pretty strong. They're pretty stout on the offensive side anyway, you know. Um, you know, Diggs and, and, and all the playmakers that they have, is, it's, it's definitely going to gear up for something that I would say uh, is probably going to happen. Um, if I'm not, you know, if I'm going to be betting on this, um, I'm pretty much going to be betting on these two teams to be pretty much matched up. Um, and this is a foreseeable game unless there's, you know, any upsets. Highly doubt it. But this is going to be a game we're probably going to be watching. It's very well. It's very likely. And, uh, you know, to see it in Atlanta, it's like, why Atlanta? How, how did, you know, how did that even come into the picture? Um, but anyway, I'm not too fond of the, uh, the, the schedule in a sense because I do think the Kansas City Chiefs got – they got the shaft. I do think that they they should they should be pretty much um, you know home field advantage all throughout. And that's what happens when you get the number one seed. And it's not really their fault what happened with you know the game. And, and I'm not saying it's a Buffalo Bills fault or the Bengals fault. However, you know the numbers kind of speak for himself. And because they didn't want to go out there and participate in the rest of that game, that you know there's consequences for sure. And so uh, you know why why go outside? of you know trying to cater to teams and again it's brutal situation i get it you know but it is what it is and to change up now it's uh, doesn't it doesn't rub the kansas city chiefs fan base in the right way if you get my drift yeah this is totally unprecedented and uh i mean in a way kind of both teams are getting screwed here because had the bills finished that game had they won the game they would have had home field themselves and going up to buffalo would have been a much harder task than, I guess, playing them at a neutral site. So I think that might be one, because the Chiefs did lose the, the Bills in the regular season. So that might be one little silver lining here. Um, but at the same time, the Bills are basically getting rewarded for playing a, one less game. You know, they didn't have the best record. Uh, the Chiefs did, even though the Chiefs lost to them. Uh, that doesn't matter because, you know, they take into account the entire season. One team played 17, the other play, team played 16. And, uh, you know, the, the one team had one more win than the other. So in, in my mind, it's, it should easily be home field advantage to Kansas City because that home crowd in Kansas City is definitely going to make a big difference. We saw evidence of how loud they can be. It was early on the season when there was that uh, roughing the passer call and the, the fans were going wild there uh, for the rest of that game. So, you know, it home field definitely accounts for something in the playoffs. Uh, but you know, in a way I kind of hope it doesn't come down to this. Uh, I, I guess I'm hoping for the rematch of last year because, uh, the bills and the Bengals have to face each other first. I think that's the way the, uh, the playoff brackets are going to match up. So whoever wins that game, assuming both those teams wins their first game, um, whoever wins that game would, would end up facing the chiefs. So, uh, hoping it's not going to actually come down to this, uh, that we'll, we'll get to see the rematch from last year and, and see the Bengals and the Chiefs face off again. But if it does come down to it, um, yeah, it, it's kind of tough for, for the Chiefs to not be able to play at home. But I think it's better in the, in like, you know, from the, the long view looking out, looking in at this, it's better for the Chiefs to play them in a neutral site than to play them in Buffalo. Yeah, uh, So that, that's yeah. the one advantage that I think you could take from that. And being in Atlanta, I guess you're kind of closer to Chiefs country, so maybe you can get more fans to travel. Um, but I just feel like all the sentimental, emotional baggage out there right now is going to be on the Bills bandwagon. 
Uh, so it, it'll be interesting in a way. I kind of think the NFL really hopes this does happen. Um, I don't, but you know, we'll see what happens. But I think the Chiefs definitely stand a better chance. Obviously, if it was at home, but at a neutral site, they they stand a better chance than they would in Buffalo, especially this time of year. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. You know, if it was in Buffalo, then of course that would be very difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but then going back to what it, you know, both of you pretty much said, you know, when when the, the the situation that happened with Demar Hamlin, as unfortunate as it was, it still happened, and decisions were made to not continue forward. And there has to be some kind of uh, consequence for that. And I suppose that the cons, but these players were the ones that were put in this unfortunate situation to where they had to make that decision. I agree with their decision, but then, you know, you have to live with the decision made. And therefore, you know, I thought, you know, last episode when we talked about this, you know, the, 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 the obvious conclusion to have them both at least at the very minimum take a tie. Yeah. Uh, uh, made the most sense. And then therefore we wouldn't even be talking about um, a, a neutral site in this situation. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, that's the, the most fair uh, and balanced way to, to have done this. Um, so yeah, to, to me again, I, 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 I appreciate, I suppose that the fact that this game is indoor, I, I, I don't know. I kind of maybe disagree with you, Kevin, that, that, that it, it, it completely swings one way or the other, as far as an advantage is concerned, because as, as, as much as that could say, help a Josh Allen's legs, you know, Mahomes ain't, you know, uh, uh, adverse to running the ball, uh, himself. And, and also of course it, it definitely helps, you know, airing the ball out, you know, uh, downfield for both teams. Um, but then of course you never really have weather being a fear, you know, that the game's going to happen. The game's going to be, you know, clean and, you know, probably, you know, 72 degrees inside. Right. Um, so, you know, again, I'm not very, not very jazzed about the neutral site, uh, decision, at all. I, I do feel like Kansas City totally got the shaft regarding this. Um, but at the same time, I do recognize that I suppose NFL was put in a difficult situation. But, uh, you know, like, like we said, decisions are decisions. It, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, it, obviously, none of them wanted what happened to DeMar ha- Hamlin happen that put them in this awkward situation. But still, you know, they chose not to continue and and rightly so, but they chose not to continue. And so that that, that why that counts against Kansas City, uh, I, I don't understand. Um, well, actually, speaking of Kansas City, did you guys see that uh, Indianapolis Colts uh, uh, Jim Irsay owner uh, announced that they just got complete, uh, they just completed interviews uh, for potential head coach position with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, And my my thought or my you know uh, reaction to this was like a how how is this so, now granted I know Kansas City has the bye but how is this okay doing this during the playoffs <laughs> like why doesn't this wait till after I mean I understand Indy they're out you know like I understand them trying to like move forward and figure out who who their next head coach is going to be uh, but uh, you know like what what's your thoughts about this like I I think that this is completely inappropriate timing. Um, I know that we've talked about Bienemy in the past, and I'm pretty sure Andy Reid wouldn't necessarily be that upset with losing him in the future, uh, and might be encouraging him. Like, no, 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 get you, get over there, uh, hop on over to Indianapolis and get yourself that interview. Um, you know, uh, what, what were your thoughts in in regards to uh, uh, Indianapolis considering uh, Bienemy as head coach? 
<laughs> this is totally a reaction to the whole Jeff Saturday blowback that he got because, oh my God, he hired a, a white guy with no experience. Basically yeah. was, was the Re- media reaction. <laughs> so now he's going to come out and say, <laughs> yeah. So now he's coming out and saying, oh, hey, I'm interviewing the enemy here. The guy that's been interviewing the last like three years and nobody wants him. The Chiefs can't get rid of him. Because I know <laughs> he is know, like the token Chiefs black fans guy probably to want to get rid of he? this guy. He, I think the enemy's the version of the Rams fans for Raheem Morris. We're like, please, somebody hire him away from us. Please <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> hey, I think he's so, been like, I, uh, interviewed like 14 times or over <laughs> nine years. And nobody's ever yeah, given him the shot. It's It's, it's funny. But yeah, yeah, weird, weird timing because you know the guy's supposed to be game planning and, and coaching you right think, now, and right? Whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you would think, but maybe he is just totally a, a figurehead there. Um, but it's kind of the, the, it's kind of a weird thing to where like this happens in college football too. Like once this regular season's over and they got like a bowl game coming up, the head coach will just get hired on to some other college, and then they still got to play a game in like two yeah. weeks. It's just weird. So I, I don't know. I guess, you know, once the regular season's over, those teams they that aren't in the playoffs, they got to get right on planning for next year. Um, but I yeah, know, but if, if, at, if the enemy was a, was, a, was a critical, you know, offensive coordinator, as we're all led to believe, you know, if I'm Andrew Reid, I'm like, dude, get your head in the playoffs, man. I don't want right. you taking job interviews right now. I don't know. What do you right. think, Kevin? No, yeah, I was absolutely. I was just gonna say that, but you know what's funny is when I saw this headline, guys, I was like, "Sold." He's gonna go there. <laughs> that seems like a place he would go. Like, why not? Yeah, Indianapolis Colts. I could see him, you know, coaching. And in, 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 let's be honest, you know, that's a weak division right now. It's definitely all up for grabs, especially next year or next season. Um, I could definitely see him going over there and just, you know, having some costly mistakes, some growing pains going on over there. But you know, still coming out with a decent team, uh, decent season because let's. They have a decent team. They're not bad over yeah. there. Indianapolis is not bad. I think, you know, there's just a couple couple guys away from really solidifying that roster and, and maybe, you know, inching some wins out. And, you know, that might be all that it takes over there in that division to even take that division. So, you know, what's funny is maybe next year, this time around, we'll be everyone will be seeing, you know, the praises of, you know, hiring <laughs> Eric enemy over there uh, i could just see it right now but um you know what's funny and just just to you know uh hit the reverse button real quick just just to go back on that Bengals bills guys and sorry yeah. now and we'll go right back into but how how magical would it be though if they do match up right and we're all predicting them to do that then you know the next round and then they can control their destiny. This is something that they could not escape. This is how yeah, impactful that game was. And then this is just saying, oh, boom, like they have to play regardless. You guys right. got to get out there and play this game to decide how the heck the rest of the season is going to be, you know, discovered or how you guys are going to control your own destiny. I thought that was so magical. I was like, because when you said that, Chris, you're right. They do have to play each other. They do have to come out. Someone has to win. Yep. <laughs> you know, regardless, you know, someone, you know, on the field or not, or, you know, you know hey, this game has to go down. There's no yep. way around it. No if or buts away. And so I think that was so magical. It's just, you know, the football gods, NFL gods. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's back to the enemy. I hope I hope nothing but the best for the guy. Yeah, that's totally true in regards to the Bengals Bills game. Like it's got to go down. Can they got to they got to get back at it? I think that yep. uh, now that we know that Demar Hamlin's okay, he seems to be on that uh, uh, road to recovery for sure. 
Um, everybody can breathe a bit and and uh, suit them up. They, suit them up. up exactly. And they, they we can we can all collectively get closure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking for that closure. Um, and and you're you're right. That's absolutely poetic. put them as running back. No one will want to tackle them. You'll score every time. <laughs> For God's sakes, has a have an ambulance on Put him call. out there on a gurney. Oh my God, rolling around. He's still got his hospital gown he can on. Just, he can just walk the ball into the end zone. He, he's got his vital meter or whatever on that. You know, you see that old good thumbs up. He's got his IV wall on the stretcher. He gives him the ball. <laughs> oh man, they just let him go all the way down the field, just and everybody just claps. Oh my! Everyone giving the heart sign with their hands. Three, 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 three. <laughs> Uh, and that's how you win the Super Bowl, baby. All right. Well, let's move on. Actually related, you know, because we were talking about, you know, Demar Hamlin going down, you know, I just he didn't he has heart stopped. Like, what is the reason for all of this? You can't talk COVID. Yeah. You can't say any of this stuff. But uh, 20 year old Air Force football player Hunter Brown suffered a medical emergency on his way to class and died. Brown, wow. a sophomore center for the Falcons from Lake Charles, Louisiana, was on his way to class from his dorm room when he collapsed. Emergency personnel attempted life-saving measures but were unsuccessful. Air Force Office of Special Investigation officials and the El Paso County Sheriff's Office investigating the death. Uh, the, the Air Force said it's a standard protocol for any on-base death. Very sad to hear this. Uh, yet another untimely death of a young athlete coincidence uh maybe um are we uh just more aware of these stories so they seem more common or is there a significant uptick in these types of deaths uh you know what and and, and pray tell what what recently changed if there is you know that data-driven uptick in deaths right what geez hmm, has something has something been new introduced to the majority of our lives in the last two three years i mean i just i pray tell i can't i can't it's the vaccine <laughs> um again we, we we talk about this practically every show now uh but but our main complaint here is that you know we can't even talk about it they want to shut that conversation down they want to label you an anti-vaxxer they want to dismiss you diminish you and uh Get you get you uh, uh, off the airways or off social media or whatever when you when you bring up these concerns. So I don't know. I, is there anything else to say about this other than you know, good God, we hope that this doesn't continue to be the new constant and, and the new reality. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton to say about this. Uh, too much, and in fact, we don't have time to get into all of it because we just go on for days and days. But. Um, one person to follow, if you don't follow on, on Twitter, is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. He was banned before because he was putting all this information out. And now that we've got new uh, ownership of Twitter, uh, he's been reinstated. And he's just, man, he's just so on point all the time. And this guy is a heart doctor, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, but he just had a post earlier today. A uh, Was it a, a high school senior dies of cardiac arrest after gym class being found unresponsive in the bathroom? And there is numbers out. It's a, it's a fact that there has been thousands of cases. You know, they do track yeah. this stuff over several years. And over the past several years, there was a certain number. And we've already surpassed that number just within the last year. And it's, it's thousands of, you know, 18 to 24-year-olds, uh, 24 to what, 39 or 49-year-olds. 
it, it's it's definitely an epidemic of the myocarditis. It's heart inflammation. We talked about a few episodes back what it actually is. I mean, it, you just think about it for anything. Like if you've got a swollen you know finger, if you hit it, your finger is going to go on out right. and you're not going to want to do anything. Imagine your heart. You got a swollen heart. And you're out there running and you take some kind of impact, your swollen heart is probably not going to be too happy about that. Yeah, like a, a shoulder pad from T. Higgins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, you got a swollen heart and you're out there running around, running a mile. It's just going to be like, hey, I, I give up. I'm I'm beat up. I need to rest. Uh, I'm scarred. I'm, I'm damaged. So it, it's it's a side effect. It's a known fact. They've put it out. And yeah, it's it's wreaking havoc. And yes, we are paying more attention to it. So, you know, I'm sure there was kids having heart attacks before. It just was extremely rare. It's not so rare anymore. And we are paying attention more to it. So there might be some additional stories here and there that maybe are coincidence. But by and large, a lot of these athletes, there's no coincidence. And a lot of you listeners out there, again, this isn't something that we're just trying to scare people with, or we're definitely not like conspiracy theories, you know? I mean, we're, we're just telling you, this is what it is. This is what's going on. And so I think looking at all these scenarios and all these cases that keep coming, it's like the proof is in the pudding, right? We would have to be, you know, pretty much just blind little sheep to just kind of go along and say, hey, this isn't, this isn't the vax. This isn't something that, you know, and, and to Scott's point, obviously, you're, you're right. Right. I mean, the last two, what's changed in the last two, three years where, I mean, these guys are athletes. These, these are people are supposed to be in their tip top shape and they're dying from heart failure. You know, they're dying from, you know, cardiac arrest and someone not being there attentive, um, at all times. And so it's like, this is very bizarre behavior. And, uh, you know, that's the benefits of tuning in, definitely listening to us. And, uh, and I think it, it, there needs more of, you know, people pointing this stuff out. Well, I was reflecting on this too. It's like, do you, do you, do you we can't even fathom what is at risk here for say the NFL or the NFLPA, you know, or, you know, government even. I mean, even though that there's really shady deal done up front and, and I think Trump really, you know, fucked this up big time where that we they, they we could not legally sue Pfizer, Moderna, what have you in regards to, uh, you know, side effects or, or bad, you know, for, for, for the, the vaccine, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, even within like OSHA set it up as well to where the like emergency use authorization. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, you can't, there's no ramifications that we legally can take against these individuals. I mean, that does make something suspect right then and there, right? That aside still, the the uproar should have Demar Hamlin had fallen and died, and it was then later found out that it was because he had an enlarged heart or you know inflammation of the heart, you know via myocarditis via a, a vaccine side effect. Like the the public outcry, you know, would be would be immense, um, and and that don't think for a second too that they're not conscious of that. It's it's like they they are all in the same boat together and therefore having and holding each other's backs when these issues come up. And when these issues come up, we're not saying that, you know, every single situation is, you know, a vaccine side effect. We're saying we want to have the ability to have this conversation and talk about it. Like, for example, just uh, yesterday, you know, Lisa Marie Presley died of cardiac arrest. She was 54. Do I think that she died because of the vaccine? I'm even, you know, I don't know. I'm maybe, 
but uh, probably not, but maybe, you know what I'm saying? Because we've had all of these, these stories that we just don't have any closure with. We just don't find out what's going on. And then again, they could actively dismiss, you know, they, they take, they, they, uh, uh, uh strip from Twitter's the, the doctor that, uh, uh, remind me, Chris, that you just mentioned, like they, oh, they, yeah. they Peter they, they take him right off. You, they censor him, you know, uh, and then they control the narrative. Yeah, um, and also the guy that invented the mRNA it, jab, exactly. that doctor, they took him off too. They take like, him off too. I, they, I think that guy should know. Yeah. You know, right? And 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 it's just insanity that that you know, again, if if you were an honest society, a mature society that was that was operating in good faith, you would welcome these conversations in, and you would have them publicly and transparently. So you because you would have nothing to hide. Only when you have something to hide do you start operating with smoke and mirrors and gaslighting and dismissing and calling name calling and, and trying to, you know, uh, label individuals as anti-vaxxers or what have you, because then quickly people can then dismin- d- diminish them in their minds as well, dismiss them and move on. And, and that's how, you know, in essence, you, 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 you obtain a, a little bit of mind control, right? Yeah, um, well said. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, we, we were going to continue at it. You know, that, like Kevin said, that's why, you know, we appreciate you guys listening to us. We will stay on top of this kind of uh, store, these stories and bring them to you um, in, in good faith and as transparent as we can. Um, and, uh, you know, make you conscious of what's happening out there. And then, then you make your own decision because that's what, that's what, you know, adults do. And that's what, uh, that's what we should all that. That's called freedom, baby. Uh, uh be that's able to right. get all the, get all the information you can and make your own grown ass decision. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's move on to speaking of the NFLPA, the, the, the national football players association, they, they created an all pro team list. Uh, the NFL players association unveiled its inaugural players all pro team with uh, one notable absence uh, actually uh, Michael Parsons the Dallas Cowboys star edge rusher took to social media to voice his frustration over being snubbed quote man I'm in playoff mode F that list he wrote in a tweet <laughs> congrats to those who made it though they deserve it the NFLPA announced that every active player in the league would be able to cast their vote to decide who is really the best at each position the players that voted selected San Francisco 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa and Cleveland's Miles Garrett for edge rusher. Um, and uh, I don't know. Did you guys see this list by chance? Uh, did. Had, did you have a, a, a time to peruse it? Was there anything that stuck out to you? Was there any, any uh, um, you know, slots that you thought they really missed the mark with? Uh, or, or was it, uh, you know, what did you think? What did you think of the players and their all pro list? You know, I actually thought the list was pretty damn good. I mean, for yeah, the I most part, I don't think there's many misses there. And Parsons, you, you didn't make it, man. You you didn't deserve to make it. You know, Garrett had a better year than you. He had more sacks than you. And uh, Bosa is probably going to be defensive player of the year. So, I mean, yeah. there's no more spot. There's only two slots there. I was trying to rack my brain like, where does he think he should go? Like, is he thinking that he should be like the off-ball linebacker or something and take Roquan Smith's place? But like, that's not really his position. So, uh, yeah, he he doesn't have uh, any anything to complain about. He's he's not one of the top two edge rushers this year, and the stats back it up. Um, especially, you know, the Browns weren't as good of a team as the Cowboys were, but Garrett still had more sacks than him. 
Parsons was on pace, had a great first half of the year, but really kind of fell off the second half. The only other person on there, and it may sound strange coming from a Rams fan, but uh, Aaron Donald, I don't think he really deserved it. I was just going to say that. He played only, what, like half the year? And 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 that I, half he played half. <laughs> I, I was gonna say the 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 half that he did play, I didn't really have many games where he was you know coming off the screen and and you're like oh he's having a good game, like Ramsey did that several times this year, not so much in the beginning of the year but definitely back half of the season he was really coming on strong. Uh, Donald he maybe had one maybe two games that I can think of that he he had a solid game. But other than that, he he was just kind of a guy out there. He wasn't wreaking havoc. He wasn't opening lanes up for other guys to come in and get those sacks, which he was kind of famous for these last three, four years where there would be some random guy on the team that would have like a 15, 16 sack year because they're doubling Donald and, and he's opening up lanes for these guys. Uh, so yeah, he's the only other guy I know it's just off name recognition and, and they're all going to give Donald the nod on that because if he is playing, he's, he's probably still one of the top two guys, but I don't think he really deserved it this year. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be someone else in there. I mean, I, I remember yeah, like the, a Vita the D Vita lineman from, from uh, the Buccaneers, like a Vita Via or, uh, uh, I think he was kind of hurt a little bit this year true. also, but, uh, I would say Hayward, the D, Cameron the D Hayward lineman from, from the Steelers, maybe Yeah, he's good. And, uh, that D lineman on, um, the jets, that, that guy was a beast. Um, I can't remember his name. I think he was oh. 95 as number 91, yeah. 95, but I mean, either way, anyways, you know, Aaron Donald's sure put him on there because the he's great, but Reader? yeah, there, there's going to be some other guys yeah. out there that had a better year than Donald. Yeah, and, I had that uh, same reaction about yeah. Donald. Yeah, but everyone else, I, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this is a pretty solid list. Um, I do have a couple cores though, quarrels with the list. Um, Devontae Adams, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't, I don't know if he did it enough for the Raiders. Uh, he had a fantastic season. I think he used over you know 1500 yards of receiving. I just think Tyreek Hill kind of got, yes. you know, got yeah. he kind of got, yeah. you know, um, he at, at, at one point I was thinking, dude, MVP for this guy. Yeah, you know, me he too. was leading, you know, week after week with receiving yards. It was just amazing. Um, so I think he got the shaft. I think Tyreek Hill should have been up there for the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think he was definitely top one or two. Um, no, yeah, behind Jefferson. Jefferson also had a phenomenal year, but I think he was definitely um, number two receiver in the whole league, and I think he lived up to those expectations. You know, with that big, you know, big, um, big deal going to Miami. And there was another a couple other guys also. I mean, I, I didn't mind you know Donald being in there. I think he's you know he gets double teamed. He was hurt though. He was kind of no shows here and there, but you know, big name factor, I guess. You know, and so that was just kind of name recognition. You know, give the guy a bone, whatnot. Nick Bosa having a fantastic year. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much expected. Um, Travis Kelsey also expected. You know, Patrick Mahomes expected, right? Uh, but the only thing that I kind of didn't understand was, you know, Ro- Roquan Smith from Baltimore. You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I think that guy from Jacksonville, Alu- uh, um, Olacon, uh, he had a phenomenal year for Jacksonville, and he was pretty much like a one-man team out there because yeah. that, that defense did suck. Um, and then my guy for the Chiefs, you know, Nick Bolton, you know, he had a fen- phenomenal year. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't right. out there, you know, highlight reel and whatnot, but he was pretty much all over the field. And I think that that was worth at least low recognition that way. Um, and then also the, uh, the the punter. This may sound stupid to you guys also. And and, and I and I'm not being biased here because this guy actually that was chosen was Townsend from actually the Chiefs. Right. But that guy from the Titans. 
he was breaking records. He had the most, you know, the what he had. He broke the record for the uh, the the highest average punt for you know for the whole season. And so um, I'm blanking on the name right now, but for all you fans out there listening, especially you Titan fans, and you know what I'm talking about, that guy was pretty key for you guys. And he was he had a phenomenal year, and I was surprised that he wasn't on the. They had the long snapper instead. It was a Stonehouse, <laughs> Ryan Stonehouse. There it is. Yes, yes, Stonehouse. And so you know. Other than that, I thought it was a pretty good list, but um, those are my only quarrels, really. Yeah, but yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Hill. Too, yeah, I was, but real quick, as far as kickers are concerned, too, like Justin Tucker, you know, from the Ravens, you know, really, yeah. like, uh, makes me wonder, too, like, how much of this list is like, man, fuck that guy. I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he beat <laughs> that us. That guy's a dick. <laughs> I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like him personally, so it's a, there's probably a little <laughs> bit of a popula- popularity contest going on here. Sorry, Chris, you are going to say. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm glad he brought up hill i can't believe i didn't think of that because yeah. i want to say 10 games into the season he was actually my mvp i mean he was having a monster year but once Tua went down and they had to go with all these backup quarterbacks his numbers kind of started falling off but even with that he had the second most receptions and the second most yards in the league receiving so i think he definitely beat out Devonte. i think the only thing that Devonte had was he had several more touchdowns uh than hill did but I mean, if Tua plays the whole season, Tyreek probably would have broke the single season record. I mean, he was just having a monster year. Um, yeah, it's, so it's kind that, of a shame to hold that against thing. the guy too. You know what I mean? Right, because that's right. out of his control. You yeah, know, his yeah. starting quarterback going down several times, uh, and that cost yeah, him then the backup going down. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I know, and, and yet his stats for a long time kept him like at the clear top, like him yep. and Waddle. <laughs> you know, right. they they, yeah, they, they were they, killing they, it. They were in the early in the season. They just stacked the the stats, and and so they stayed on top long after uh, Tua was was you know was gone. Um, so I, I agree that Tyreek Hill was a was a sure miss in, in my opinion. Uh, but I can't believe none of you guys picked or saw the one name missing on this oh, list. Justin Fields, Justin of course. Fields. At running back. <laughs> the most elite. Exactly. You stole my joke, damn it. <laughs> Not at the quarterback, at the running back. The most elite running back in the NFL. Oh. That's for damn sure. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, move on to uh, speaking of quarterbacks and actual quarterbacks. Uh, let's, let's move on to uh, the lack of starting quarterbacks in this wild card playoffs coming up. But first, before we do that, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Yes, like I said, there is going to be a significant lack of starting quarterbacks in this weekend's wild card playoffs for the National Football League. Uh, we, we heard, uh, or speaking of, uh, to Otago Vailoa, that he will not play this weekend for the wild card playoffs. Um, the Miami Dolphins quarterback uh, has been ruled out and uh, uh, will not play against the Buffalo Bills. The third-year pro has been in the concussion protocol since December 26, after suffering his second documented concussion of the season uh, the day before in a loss uh, to the Green Bay Packers. Coach Mike McDaniel said that Tago Vailoa has not been cleared to resume any sort of football activities, and that is because of the amount of time that he has already missed. Uh, McDaniels was uh, uh, able to rule him out. Um, Obviously struggling with uh, concussion problems, 
we can table Tua for the moment, but um, we would love to come back and maybe consider what the Dolphins will do in the future. Uh, of course, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to miss the playoffs. Um, uh, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he will uh, miss the game uh, Sunday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And there had been some optimism last week that Jackson might come back after being sidelined for the last five regular season games. But Lamar Jackson announced via a tweet Thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a hundred percent of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful. We still have a chance. Uh, this represents the second straight season in which Jackson has missed a chunk of the end of the season dating back to week 15 of last season when he missed the final four games of 2021. Jackson has been sidelined for nine of Baltimore's past 21 games. Um, Jackson, he's uh, finishing out the fifth year option of his rookie contract. If the uh, sides don't reach an extension this offseason, the Ravens would have to use the franchise tag on him to keep him from becoming an unrestricted free agent in March. Uh, would love to get to this. Well, might as well talk about this right now. Um, so if you're Baltimore, considering giving Lamar Jackson a new big contract, do you feel confident in Jackson considering the lack of return of, of, of investment, you know, when it comes to the postseason? Uh, uh, what, what do you guys think Baltimore should be thinking or doing or pursuing uh, w with uh, Lamar? Yeah, they're kind of in a, in a tough spot. I mean, they're either going to have to give them a massive contract because right. the price just keeps on going up. But are you going to be in a Kyler Murray situation? I mean, I'm not saying Jackson is on par with Murray. I think Jackson is better. Uh, but yeah, just running quarterbacks, they get hurt. You know, that's what happens. Yeah. And you got to be able to uh, make up the difference in the pocket uh, passing the ball. And neither guys are really great at that. I mean, they, they can be good here and there, but they got to be able to move. So I think the Ravens are kind of showing their hand that they don't want to commit. I mean, they had their chance all season to commit. They haven't done it. And uh, they just gave a massive contract to uh, the linebacker, Smith, the one we were just talking about that made the all-pro team. And uh, that means that they're going to have to basically franchise tag Jackson next year, which I'm sure he will not be happy about. He'll yeah. probably sit out and uh, may even end up demanding a trade or something. Um, so I, I think it comes down to, are you going to win a Super Bowl with him? if you pay him the money or are you going to really hurt your team as far as cap? And now your defense is going to get weaker. Now your line is going to get weaker. Now you're going to have to start losing weapons, even though they're not, you know, they don't have a ton of weapons offensively. It seems like, um, I think it's an overall conversation that we're going to have as far as the importance of the quarterback goes, uh, that is Jackson. One of those guys that you're going to give $250 million guaranteed to like a Russell Wilson or a, right. uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, I if if I'm ownership of the Ravens, I I don't th think I'm gonna do it. I mean, Jackson is great, MVP caliber player when he's healthy, but you know you you pay to have this guy there for a decade, and that's a lot of money that 
is honestly going to be kind of up in the air because he could go down any game and, and he'll be out for a season. And now you're stuck with backups. Now you're not going to win. Now you're going to make playoffs. So it's, it's tough to build around someone like that. Yeah, I agree. But the Ravens have no choice. They really have no one else. You know, their backups suck. Tyler Huntley, I mean, he's coming out there. He's going to blow this game again, you know, because their average scoring offense is about 13 points. Um, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win guys. You know, Tyler, he's even facing like 10 to nine is in his right shoulder at the moment. So he's even limited during practices. And, yeah. uh, even though the offensive coordinator or the offensive coach is saying, you know, Greg Rome is saying, Oh yeah, you look, he's looking good. He's looking good. <laughs> no, they're like a hairline away from not even having their second string guy in there. They might have their third string guy in there. Right. They have no shot in this game at all. And as a Ravens fan, if you're a Ravens fan, I, I mean, I would be tremendously disappointed. This is a huge, you know, cause they build up, build up their first place from a predominantly most of the season and whereas Bengals snuck up and they had a you know phenomenal win strength that got him into the first you know position and stole that division from the you know Baltimore Ravens and so you know this is a huge disappointment and so I don't think if you're thinking that Lamar Jackson is going to grab a, a huge you know Hail Mary of a paycheck or I, I just don't see it happening you know if I was a Ravens or if any team at this point the way that guy plays game and I'm giving him a one-year contract, maybe two max, because I know I could see, you know, his his talents out there. He's definitely skilled out there, but the way he plays, that's a liability. You know, the guy could get hurt again. And once they have knee issues, oh man, OBJ, you know, talk to the guy, talk to Lamar yeah. Jackson, let him know it, it's not the same. It's funny to me because I, you know, everything about Lamar Jackson suggests to me that he's actually not really interested in returning to Baltimore either, uh, because I think that he knows they know. If that makes sense. Um, and, uh, I think that they're kind of hip to the whole, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the running quarterback has a expiration date on legs. I do believe, I, I do think Lamar Jackson has the ability to throw the ball. I, I think that, uh, he, he, dev, his talents definitely, like you said, Chris surpasses the, those of say a Kyler Murray. Um, and, and he, he sometimes can make uh, questionable decisions, but I, I do appreciate his game and his, his uh, football acumen, for, for lack of a better term. That said, I'd like to see him go somewhere else. I think he would like to see himself go somewhere else. Um, I'm curious, do you have any sense that maybe this is, is there a little, is there a legitimate swelling? Is, it, is this a holdout? Is this kind of forcing the issue? Well, yeah, or? I was going to say, let me ask you the guys this. If he had gotten his his big contract, is he still not playing this game? No, I think he is playing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe not, actually. You know what? Because, I, like I just said, you know, reading his history, uh, you know, he does have a history of, of not necessarily showing up in the in the postseason. So so maybe he doesn't. Um you know, and and I, I I just wouldn't have all the confidence. My confidence is definitely shaken if if I'm uh you know the the front office in, in Baltimore, and well, it's a huge investment that you know he wants, needs, and feels he deserves. And if again, if you don't feel like you're you're not confident in that return of investment, then why would you make it as a as a franchise? There's so yeah. many more foolish gullible franchises out there and also too as we'll discuss here there's there's many great options for lamar frankly yep i i don't know that you said it kevin there's not a lot of you you got what mark andrews um i, I mean there's there's not a lot of of uh high caliber players on their offense there's there's a lot of ready-made teams that he that could make a run at him should he become a free agent 
And like you said, Chris, them putting the franchise tag on them, I, I think that they, that would just drive Lamar Jackson nuts. <laughs> right. That'd <laughs> be his worst nightmare. So, so maybe yeah, he's trying to well, make the case that he's, 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 he's uh, damaged goods. Yeah, well, there's going to be an opening over there in Vegas. Well, that that's what we're going to talk about right now. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, speaking of that, because this is all related, uh, quarterback Derek Carr, well, he said his goodbye to the Las Vegas Raiders, bringing an apparent end to his nine years with the team. Uh, he set out a tweet that said, we certainly have had been on a roller coaster in our nine years together, Carr wrote. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I gave you everything I had every single day in season and in the off season. It certainly wasn't perfect, but I hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories as Raiders fans. God, he's just as annoying saying goodbye <laughs> as he is in the locker room. Oh, car, that oh was beautiful. Oh, God, totally long-winded. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a little full of himself. Is he on He was estrogen? crying typing that in. He <laughs> yeah, was, was just say, dripping he tears estrogen? all over his keyboard. Uh, I don't remember that, him crying in the locker room. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow. Well, I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure the Raiders, well, I don't know, but I'm sure the Raiders are pretty happy to you know see him go. Oh. Uh, the, the Raiders will no doubt look to trade Carr before the February 15th deadline. At that point, $44.4 million of guaranteed money goes to Carr if they are not able to trade him. Um, so it makes me wonder, why the hell did they bench him? Like, uh, they obviously weird. made the decision to move on from Carr. And so if they kept him and he say he had a couple of good games, those last two games when they decided to bench him, you know, maybe average car style, used car style, you know, right. like th that wouldn't have affected his brand. You know, that would have that would have kept his value, perceived value from afar, at least, you know, re relatively moderate to where you might get a team that would want to take on that kind of an expense uh, with, with a trade. Um, I mean, let me look at this. Uh, if, if a team were to trade for Derek Carr, this is what uh, they would owe him on their current deal. 2023, 32.9 million base salary plus 100K for workout bonus and 33 million cap hit. Uh, a 33 million cap hit. Um, 24 would be a 42 million. And then 25, 2020, uh, 2025, uh, it would be a 41.3 million cap. That's what a team is going to have to take on. Who's going to take on that expense? The, the Colts? <laughs> I mean, the Colts. Are, I was are actually going to say the Colts. Yeah. yeah the Colts are pretty <laughs> dumb enough to do that. Right. And, and Derek Carr actually makes sense as far as used quarterbacks are concerned. Yep. You know, it's like where, where old quarterbacks go to die. Uh, all respect to Ryan and Wentz and Rivers. And <laughs> go down the Rivers list. Rivers had a good year. He went uh, eleven yeah. and five. Yeah, but I yeah, I think it's going to be the Colts or probably the Commanders. <laughs> no way. I just don't understand don't why they they're kind of they kind of it's kind of a screw job, right? Like, what if you know, like you're saying, the teams aren't going to want to pay him that money, so they just wait till after February fifteenth, right? And then get him, and then they can get him for much less. So the exactly. Raiders totally screwed Carr. I mean, that's kind of a dick move, man. Did they cut him though, or is he just saying just, this out of hoping that what, they're going to cut him and another team's going to find him, pick him up? 
Well, that, that's the thing. They're going to look to trade him because they don't want to spend that money. But to Chris's point, like it, it is a screw job and it might be a double screw job because Derek Carr might be throwing this, albeit long-winded goodbye, out as a, all right, you guys are getting rid of me. I know that this is happening. You know this is happening. So, but but I, I also too, I would think in Derek Carr's best interest that somebody else would take this deal that he would get traded. Like it just seems like they don't know what the hell they're doing in Vegas. No, yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're they've gone crazy because like again, it doesn't make sense to bench Carr. You know, because he could, with the talent on the field, he could have had a shot at at least having two more games that would have been just at least moderately decent. And you know that there's plenty of teams out there that are struggling or or needing a quarterback and would take a leap of a Derek Carr if it's like, hey, we really love this quarterback that we have. Wink, wink. Um, but, uh, we're going to consider trading him. What, what do you got for us? You know, somebody might take that move, but instead the pitch is, Hey, that guy that we benched the last two games right. of the season. <laughs> and also he already sent out his goodbyes and we have till February 14th to get a sucker to take the, his current deal. Yeah. And then after February 15th, that goes away. Uh, are you interested in trading for him? That's exactly <laughs> what it seems. You're you're absolutely right. It seems like Derek Carr got butt hurt, or he's he's you know crying in his hands because he got benched, and this is his way of trying to get out of Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is just like, hey, you're just going to be backup quarterback. We don't have any plans to trade you or move you to another team. So he's trying to like force the hand to get out of there. It just seems very odd. And I just see him going to being a Falcon. I don't know why. Maybe he's just going to be a Falcon. Oh, Falcon. There you go. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. No, the Raiders. They I think they have to get rid of him. Yeah. Because if he's still on their roster after, uh, as of the fifteenth, then they got to pay him. Yeah, they got to pay him all that money. So they they got to get rid of him. No, the or writing's just on the wall. Exactly, the writing's been on the wall with Derek Carr. Unless he just became like he was the most elite quarterback the NFL's seen, you know, this year. Uh, you know, then they would be in an awkward position. But like you're saying, Chris, they they had to get rid of him, especially with the again the lack of return of an of investment with him, um, and it just wasn't <laughs> working out. But like, who's who made these decisions? I just don't yeah. understand. Uh, it just, I mean, it seems like some you know, uh, I, I I don't know what is running. Uh, uh, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, but I'm sure it's uh, equity. Anyway, um, so bear. so looking looking at all of these, uh, uh, you know, we we mentioned Derek Carr as as an honorary mention, but uh, uh, we definitely have some of these other uh, quarterbacks that Tua, who I, I mentioned earlier, who who will probably be absent from uh, the, the the team that they're currently on. I, I don't see Miami uh, wanting to bring back to Otago Viloa. I think that he's too injury prone. I, I don't know what his contract is uh, in its current state, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to move on from him. Um, so we're going to be looking at openings in Miami, openings in Las Vegas, um, even openings uh, in Baltimore. Who cares about that? Because what I'm talking about is those 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 squads, like the ready-made squads, like a Miami Dolphins, 
like a Las Vegas Raiders. We've heard through the rumor mill ad nauseum that Brady is heading to Vegas. I don't know because I know that, uh, you know, obviously he was having conversation with the uh, Miami Dolphins owner. Um, He's definitely familiar with that division for sure. I don't know if he wants to actively step into that division, but, you know, whether it's the AFC uh, West uh, or um, the NFC uh, uh, East, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it doesn't make much sense uh, to me. Like, they're both tough, right? Um, so uh, it, it doesn't – so 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 curious if you guys have any thoughts in regards to who you foresee in the quarterback slots. I get my eyebrows perk when I see, you know, Lamar Jackson potentially, say, heading to, you know, the Miami Dolphins. Or Lamar Jackson actually would be a great fit in Vegas as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know if these squads can afford him. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady, again, you know, I don't see Tom Brady. I, I don't know. Like, Tom, I think Tom could do well in Vegas. I don't know why anybody would be champing at the bit to get him there because, you know, he's not going to be there for long. Uh, other than the fact that uh, I think he just wants another ring uh, and would be willing to take that uh, that pay cut uh, in, in order to do so. Single man, too, newly single, you know, ready to mingle out there in Sin City <laughs> doing his thing. I don't know. May, it might be a, a great way to start retirement. I don't know. Any thoughts uh, on your end? Well, I was just with those two guys you brought up. I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of either spot, Miami or Las Vegas, for either one of them, I think would be – very entertaining. Uh, I think they would do well in, in both positions. If I'm Brady, I think I would actually go more for the Dolphins than I would go to the Raiders because the Raiders just don't have a good defense. Dolphins' defense wasn't the greatest in the world either, but, I mean, you got Tyree Kill and you got Waddle out there. Uh, but you got two of the best weapons. I mean, what more could you ask for as a quarterback? Now, the, the Raiders, nothing to sniff or, you know, uh, frown at either with Adams and... Uh, Oh, what is it? Renfro, and they got Renfro, the tight yeah. end. Uh, and he loves that, uh, that uh, Waller. slot receiver, you know. Uh, yeah, Renfro's, it, exactly. He's a good exactly. slot receiver. Exactly. So, you know, I think they, they would do well in either spot. I think there might be a little added, added incentive for him to want to go to Miami because he gets to see New England twice a year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's tough division because you got to play the Patriots twice a year. You know, they're always tough. You Now you got to play the Bills and the Jets who are on the way up. You know, speaking of the Jets, they need a quarterback. You know, if you put Lamar Jackson over there, uh, I mean, you can kind of stick him in a lot of different teams, and those teams will, will definitely take a step up. Uh, the Jets, if they had a good quarterback this year, you know, we might be talking about them in the playoffs right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, a lot of moves to be made. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll even see if Brady comes back period. I mean, he's liable to yeah. win the Super Bowl this year. Who knows? Yeah. Just, <laughs> he's liable true. to beat Dallas and just <laughs> go on a run and just, man, you never know. <laughs> I, I don't see Tom Brady getting out of a weak division. That was his sauce. That's his recipe. He skates through, right? Gets in these weak divisions. You know, when he was a Patriot, the Bills sucked. Yeah. To him, for him to go back to the Patriots. I mean, I, I would actually... I mean, I would actually like to see him that, you know, because he was a longtime Patriot. Might as well just go back there, finish as a Patriot, because, you know, you're known as a Patriot. But um, I don't think he would do that. I don't think that's very smart for him. 
Um, but as regards to like Lamar Jackson, yeah, Miami would probably be a really good position for him. But I just see him being like a saint, like a New Orleans saint, and just you know they sign him a big contract. Maybe they get Champagne back. I don't know. And then him just kind of turning that franchise around because I felt like in the beginning of this season, you know, I felt like they had a pretty solid team. And whatever yeah. happened, I think that defense just kind of melted away. I think they just stopped caring because that you know they had the you know the great you know red beard back there and and, and Andy Dalton. I don't think he was providing much threats on the offensive side, so I think they just pretty much threw in a towel. Um, but I could see, I just see him be like a New Orleans guy, you know, one of those grunt guys, or or maybe like a Falcon or something, like maybe behind, you know, Michael Vick, you know, kind of give us that little reminder of you know essence of what could be. Um, you look like Michael Vick out there. Um, and it, it's funny. I was talking about this the other day. You know, I'm predicting that the you know, or we talked about it last week, but I'm predicting that the Vikings. You know, kind of blow it in the first round. You know, they get upset by the Giants, and so everyone's going to pretty much hate on, um, you know, Kirk Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, (laughs) and then I just see, you know, uh, what's his face, you know, Aaron Rodgers doing the Brett Favre and going right to the Vikings. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's true. Maybe Derek, maybe Derek Carr will go to the Texans or you know something like that because they're going to need somebody, and I don't think anybody's going to pick up Derek Carr. He'll be a Texan or maybe a Colt. I don't know, but I'd see him be like a Texan or something. Yeah, I mean, and you got Aaron Rodgers in the mix, right? You know, uh, discount double check. He, he's probably going to be on the on the list. I, it's yeah, there's a lot of different possibilities. Um, you know, that AFC East uh, uh, with with the Dolphins, you know, uh, might be yes. attractive to, to to Brady because of all those elements that you had mentioned. Yeah, Chris, well, I'm a quarterback. And, that's where I want to go. I mean, weather wise. Uh, yeah. I mean, also too, uh, you have the income tax, but there's no. Be- I mean, the, the, that's the income tax is the same for Nevada. There's no income tax in Florida or Nevada, and so either one of these space locations would be, you know, uh, attractive to to um, to to Brady from from a standpoint of that. And also, you know what? Don't you think that Brady owes it to the franchise that made him uh, uh, <laughs> the right. Raiders in the Tuck Rule? Doesn't he? Uh, doesn't <laughs> uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he owe that uh, to uh, to to get try to get them uh, into the Super Bowl uh, with all the, uh, the the Brady rules? You know, since that was the birth of Brady rules, right? The the Tuck rule. Anyway, um, I, I do like the idea. For some reason, I I, I see him potentially uh, heading that way. Not sure. I know that he probably would pro- prefer to 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 head to the 49ers, but I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, no. I think the so the 49ers are sitting pretty. Um, um, I mean, we you've got uh, uh, Brock sitting Purdy. They're sitting Purdy. Yes, that's right. Brock Purdy, who became the first ever 49er to win Offensive Rookie of the Month. Uh, you, you know who isn't happy about that news? Uh, it's it's uh, definitely uh, Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Oh my goodness. I mean, speaking of uh, uh, quarterbacks that, uh, I mean, Trey Lance, he, my, my, my heart goes out to him. I mean, getting hurt was the best thing that ever happened. Him getting hurt was the best thing that ever happened to the 49ers. I mean, could you, if, if Trey Lance didn't get hurt uh, with, with the 49ers, have you even made the playoffs? I mean, I think they probably would have because the NFC West is, is, is not that good. Um, but uh, would they, would they, do you think they would be favored to win the Super Bowl? I mean, everybody's like, yeah, it's unquestioned. The, the the 49ers are the best team in, in football right now uh, uh not to you know look in the past but and not to beat up on trey lance but uh, god what do you think if he was still the quarterback i mean what would we be talking about with the 49ers yeah they might be kind of flip their position with seattle they might be just barely making it in based off the first couple of games that he played this year 
Uh, yeah, the 49ers, very scary team. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to depend on what happens in this playoff run. But if the 49ers continue to play well and Purdy continues to play well, I, I see no reason to keep Lance, you know, especially if he's got high value as, as a trade commodity. You can get a couple more picks for him or even just one more somewhat higher round. Uh, I think as a 49ers, you got to take that. And then they can even stack more talent onto that team. And then you can send Lance out to, you know, the Jets or something like that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to see what happens with this. You know, that guy's job is definitely riding on this playoff run. No, you're right, Scott. Absolutely. If I was a 49ers fan, that was the best thing that happened to the team because since then that team turned around. Guys, Lance came out and lost the first game to the Bears, Chicago Bears. <laughs> well, um, it was Justin was... <laughs> Fields. I mean, who can beat Justin Fields, right? That's true. The best in the league. The best ever do it. But <laughs> He's so good that his team's going to get the first pick this year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Putting up 10 points. I mean, that's that's pretty lousy there, Lance. And, uh, yeah, don't know if you'd be making the playoffs with that. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny, too. The whole uh, Brock Purdy performance is just kind of nixed that whole Tom Brady's going to San Francisco uh, storyline, yep. right? And and that's ultimately where I was getting at, where it's it's amazing what uh, just a good, solid uh, quarterback performance can do. And and, and frankly, the, you know, Brady's made a career off of just a good, solid performance. You look at his numbers this year, and it's completely forgettable. Uh, you know, it's... it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't. If if anybody can squeak a win, it's Brady. Uh, and if he does make his way to the Super Bowl this year, it's not going to be by high margins of of, no. of uh, point scoring. Um, um, that's for sure. And here's a little uh, extra food for thought: uh, the, the highest paid QBs in the NFL. Um, well, they've missed the playoffs. You have the uh, Packers, Aaron Rodgers at fifty million. Broncos Russell Wilson at 49 million. Browns Deshaun Watson at 46 million. And the wow. Cardinals Kyler Murray at 46 million as well. Uh, talk about no return on investment there. Uh, talk about a bunch of big busts. And, right. um, you know, speaking of this list, speaking of Deshaun Watson, um, I mean, talk about uh, a guy that nobody wanted to speak about, uh, rightly so. The NFL wanted to completely sweep under the rug. Um, and, and also was completely forgettable in his performance. Right, is Cleveland Browns getting their uh, their 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 uh, the, the the rightful uh, uh, you know ter, uh, <laughs> good karma? Yeah, exactly. That's kind <laughs> of what I'm getting at. Their comeuppance, you know, their just dues, if you will. Um, and and do you see this uh, being a trend that continues, or does, does Deshaun Watson get back on track next year? Yeah, I think they kind of figured this season was going to be a wash. I mean, they were just going to try and maybe hover on 500 till he came back and then maybe make a late season push. But yeah, it's too little too late. So I, th I think they'll really ev evaluate it next season when he's got a whole year, he's got a whole off season because um, they've got to add more firepower offensively. Uh, they got a good running game, but they, they need a receiver in there. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think they'll evaluate it next year. But so far, they paid him a lot of money to do a lot of nothing. Yeah, the, and Deshaun Watson, he better figure it out. You know, he next year, I mean, he can get away with this year, right? Because they were already out of it by the time he came back. But he's got to figure it out next year, guys, because, you know, the last up, you know, the, the last, you know, game that he played, he got he got destroyed by the Steelers. I mean, this is a high-paying you know, uh, a player for the you know the, the Browns and for Tiffany to come out and get destroyed the way he is, he's not looking like the old Deshaun Watson, and so he needs to figure it out for sure. Otherwise, he's gonna end up just like Derek Carr. 
Yeah. Uh, here's the more. Well, they guaranteed his contract, though. They guaranteed him a lot of money. So yeah. they're going to be stuck with him like they got stuck with Russell Wilson in, in uh, Denver. So the Browns, they... <laughs> They're browning themselves over this one. Yeah, no, no, they're 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 committed. And 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 you know, hey, that's on brand for them too for making really bad uh, front office decisions and commitments. Anyway, uh, yeah, here, comeuppance a, for sure. That's what yeah. you get for signing a freaking <laughs> sexual nature. assault, sexual guy. predator, like, predator. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they should change your name to the predators. A um, uh, couple. Uh, how, how how about a couple more uh, QB food for thoughts for you? Uh, just thinking of this, you know, I like Deshaun Watson even in Seattle. Um, that that could be a potential possibility. Not yeah. sure that they're going to be doing making a big move like that. But how about this? How about Aaron Rodgers heading to Tennessee to join the Titans? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. uh that'd be a good one. <laughs> it would be nice that if that squad actually had its quarterback for once. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cuz that could be the difference maker. An aging quarterback, but a good quarterback, you know, would would do, I think. Or or maybe maybe Carr goes there. I'm just kidding. Uh I I just think that it's so funny how uh, the Las Vegas decided to to play this car game because uh, uh who's not going to wait till February 16th to to start to talk to Derek <laughs> Carr. Right. Oh my goodness, I don't know. Well, real quick before we go, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming. We got the NFL playoffs, uh, wild card weekend, of course, ultimately leading to the Super Bowl. Uh, why don't we take a quick moment uh, to to give you our Super Bowl picks? How about that? Um, how do we want to do this? Do you guys just want to say who you think is going to win this the Super Bowl, or do you you want to go game by game? Uh, let's uh, just do the who's going to meet in the Super Bowl, and then who's going to win. There you go. Okay, so Chris, why don't you go go ahead kick it off for us? Who who's going to meet in the Super Bowl, and and, and who do you have ultimately uh, taking home the Lombardi Trophy? Well, let me get out my crystal ball here. <laughs> I think actually the 49ers are going to go. I think that they're going to beat the Eagles. Um, I think the 49ers will make it. And I, I, I think, unfortunately, we're going to get that damn remote site game in Atlanta, <laughs> the Chiefs and the right. Bills. Um, my heart That's wants awesome. to say the Chiefs are going to go and we're going to see a rematch. We're going to see the Chiefs beat the 49ers again. But... I, I just, I don't know, the momentum, especially with everything that's happened, the emotional baggage, it kind of feels like when the Houston Astros won the World Series in 2016 after that, what was it, that hurricane that just destroyed the city? Uh, I, and uh, what was it, in 2010, 2009 or 2000, 2009, when the Saints won the Super Bowl not too long after uh, Katrina? You just feel like you get the whole momentum and the emotional... Uh, right. Know, coming behind the, the energy, team, the bills, yeah. the energy that, yeah, coming behind the bills right now. I just, I think the bills are going to win it. Um, but I'm coin flipping. I, I chiefs or bills, but uh, my heart says chiefs, but my head says bills. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm kind of, I'm drawing it back to, you know, pretty much what, what we saw last year. So I don't know if you guys remember, but that Cowboy um, 49ers game where the ref was holding the ball and the and the clock was ticking and there and Dak was running around. They were scrabbling, right, because they were trying to, th you know, get down the field and, 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 and go for a winning drive. You remember? And the ball, yeah. and the ref kept placing the ball one yard and then would go the other way, one yard. And then the, the, every, all the Dallas Cowboy fans were like, let go of the ball, for God's sakes. <laughs> let them hike the ball. Um 
I think we're going to see that again. I think we're going to see, you know, the 49ers play the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will beat the Eagles. And I think we'll see, you know, them go at it again. And, uh, you know, I think the 49ers will, will beat them this time. And because Dak's really going to have to make his money. And I don't, I, th- I just see him joking again. And I see some kind of scenario very similar, very silly. And, you know, the 49ers kind of win and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, what, what a rookie, you know, what, what a performance. And then we're going to see the Bills and we're going to see the Chiefs. This is meant to be, guys. Obviously, these things happen for a reason because that game last year where the Chiefs were down, you know, and they scored within with the last 13 seconds of the game, um, that's something that goes down in history. We're going to see these guys get back to, and, and, you know, they, them go at it again. And, uh, I see the Chiefs coming out on top, and I, you know, I see another rematch here—the 2020, I believe, Super Bowl, the Chiefs versus the 49ers, and uh, I see the Chiefs taking that one uh, just due to you know experience alone. Um, although they do have a great defense, can't knock the 49ers, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to ride with uh, the rookie quarterback, you know, going all the way through and winning, uh, winning the. Uh, Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, I see that. I mean, just looking over the bracket here, um, you know, I've I've got a lot of uh, you know, I, I, the way this season has been, it gives me nothing but apprehension for going for the obvious. And the when I'm looking over the list, I see obviously, I see Kansas City. When I said obviously, right? So I just jinxed it right there. But I, I see Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs making their way to the to to the, the AFC uh, championship game. I actually do see the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals, of course, uh, meeting again for that uh, uh, that unfinished business to 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 complete that game that we didn't see on Monday night. And I actually, because the Bills have were media favorite from the get go, I actually see the Bengals winning. And then finally, my heart wants to pick Kansas City. To, to win this game, I will be rooting for Kansas City. And I'm going to go with Kansas City, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won and made their way to the Super Bowl. It's either going to, I know this is not, a, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm in a non committal answer here, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to pick officially the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals are just, I'm going to give, give it that caveat, but I'm picking the Chiefs. Now, on the NFC side, I of course see Philadelphia and Dallas uh, going at it. I, I think that they squeak it out against Tampa Bay. Um, and, and and move on to the next level. But of course, I, I think Philadelphia takes that game. However, I see Seattle or San Francisco beating Seattle, but I actually see the Giants upsetting the, the, the Vikings. But I see a rookie mistake, if not two, maybe three happening against the Giants. And surprise, surprise, the Giants meet the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Conference Championship game. And then I expect the Eagles to win and go to the Super Bowl to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. But then again, uh, the way this whole season's gone, I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Giants win and take out because, again, the Philadelphia Eagles have been, you know, practically undefeated for the majority of the season and and are the clear cut, you know, favorite. Right. So, um, you know, what I should do is go bold and say it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Giants for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles. Therefore, ergo, I'm arguing against myself and picking the two obvious uh, picks because they're the both number the one seed. Um, I don't, don't think it's going to, I'll say this, I'll end with this. I don't think it's going to play out the way that everybody thinks it's going to play out. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting because that's how the season has been. Yeah. Uh, and the Jags and Giants. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, <laughs> I would actually love that. I'm not that kidding. It would be so refreshing to see two teams that I would not have picked, did not expect, and have no uh, 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 pony in the race, you know, uh, uh, and, and just can sit and watch a game. And if it's a high-scoring game and close, I'll be happy, uh, opposed to a complete wipeout or or a, or a three, a nine and three Super Bowl. You know, there's nothing worse than a, a field goal uh, duel oh uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl. But uh, it will be exciting. We're going to be watching this weekend. Looking forward to Wild Card Weekend, of course. A uh, lot of good matchups here. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it might be the year of the underdog. It might just be old that. Can't, Tom, can't count out old Tom Brady. That's right. You can't bet against <laughs> Brady, cockroach. that's for sure. God, he might be. It might be that. He's going to make his way all the way back, isn't he? He's, he's going to win. He's going to win another Super Bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. All right. Hopefully. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Sideline the Agenda. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to tell your friends about the show and uh, join us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.